Tabby. And I'm Caitlin. And today we will be covering The Sweetest Oblivion, which is the first book in the Maid series by Danielle Laurie. Um, I do want to preface this episode <laughs> by letting you all know that there might be a little more background noise than normal on my end. I did unfortunately just fall the other day and break my ankle, so I have to record upstairs. So I apologize if you can hear any uh, <laughs> any dogs or any loud husbands because he's in there playing the new Call of Duty. So we're trying our best. <laughs> Good luck to us. Um, so I'll start by, I don't have the physical copy of the book. I just have them on Kindle. So I'm just going to read the Goodreads synopsis thing that they have on their website. So the back says, she's a romantic at heart, living in the most unromantic of worlds. Nicknamed Sweet Abelli for her docile nature, Elena smiles on cue and has a charming response for everything. She's the favorite daughter, the perfect mafia principessa, or was, and now all she can see in the mirror's reflection is the blood staining her hands like crimson paint. They say first impressions are everything. In the murky waters of New York's underworld, Elena's sister is arranged to marry Nicholas Russo, a made man, a boss, a cheat, even measured against mafia standards. His reputation stretches far and wide and is darker than his black suits and ties. After his and Elena's first encounter ends with an accidental glare on her part, she realizes that he's just as rude as he is handsome. She doesn't like the man or anything he stands for, though that doesn't stop her heart from pattering like rain against glass when he's near, nor the shiver of that ghost down her spine at the sound of his voice. And he's always near, telling her what to do, making her feel hotter than any brother-in-law should. Elena may be the sweet Abelie on the outside, but she's beginning to learn that she has a taste for the darkness, for rough hands, cigarettes, and whiskey-colored eyes. Having already escaped one scandal, however, she can hardly afford to be swept under to be swept up in another. Besides, even if he were hers, everyone knows that you don't fall in love with a made man, right? That is a detailed description. It really is. They made Elena look like a little hoe, to be honest, in that. It's fine. Yeah, and she's her. like, really not. Yeah. They're like, wow, she wants her brother-in-law. What a disgusting like I don't she know. slept with one man and that <laughs> yeah. did not end well <laughs> she really like and I mean not that I have anything against women who sleep with lots of people but like she's really not a promiscuous woman no you think like based off of how her parents treat her this whole book that like <laughs> she like created her own like harem of men I know yeah they're like Elena you fucking slut you're ruining the family name <laughs> she's like Um, literally i'm just an attractive young lady like you made me like this literally (laughs) they did so ratings on this book i have read this book a few times actually based off of how much i liked it the first time compared to how much i really didn't like it the fourth time um (laughs) (laughs) i gave it an 8.18 out of 10 i love the specificity and Really, it's, like, such a good, like, mafia romance book. And that's honestly what kind of got me interested in, like, mafia romance to begin with, which is why I'm giving it a little bit of a higher score. But, like, after I'm already reading it and, like, knowing what's going to happen in the second half, I just don't like it as much because the second half of the book is just boring. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't really care for it. Like, the first part is, like, so steamy and, like, you're just, like, constantly wondering, like, I don't really know what's going to happen, like, between these two type thing. But then, like, after they get married and stuff, you're just like, oh, like, that was kind of it. Yeah, I agree. And 
I rated the book a 7.5 out of 10 because again, I love like the first part of the book, like the buildup and like the will they, won't they, and it's super fun. But then, yeah, once they're living together, um, things just kind of like fizzle out. And also I really hate the miscommunication trope, which is like a major aspect of the second half of the book. So that's kind of what I think ruins it for me a little bit. But overall, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. So there's a lot of important characters in this book. And usually like when we do the character portion of this, there's only like I would say three or four that we cover. There's quite a few that all play a very big role in this book. The main leading lady here is Elena. She is the daughter of one of the Dons in New York. So basically, like, she caught herself up in a scandal and it ruined her name. And she is the oldest sister, but she's basically being treated like the second child right now because of her scandal. I honestly found her character to be very annoying. She was trying so hard to appear like very intelligent. And I'm sure she is intelligent, but it's just like she was trying to be like a pick me girl. Like, oh, I'm not like the other girls type thing. Yeah, she came across as like condescending. And it's funny because she and I get it like to an extent because I also would not want to be a young woman like trapped in this type of culture. But she acts like Nico is absolute trash and garbage, but it's like hey girl your family is the same way which you literally I literally watch them murder somebody she's like well we're we're a better like mafia family than your mafia family like I don't know it's just and like- I feel like part of it is probably like the way that they became like affluential in like the mafia world like maybe like her family just like does business different. I mean, obviously they do business way different than Nico's family does. Like they primarily run like casinos and like gambling rings and all that. But yeah, it's just strange to think that there's like a better form of organized crime than the other. I know. <laughs> They're like, your crime is trashy. Okay. But yeah. No, even when like, I don't know. I just, every time she's like, well, I watch the news. It's like, good for you, girly. <laughs> you are so informed. But, I mean, I liked her character for the most part, and there were just certain aspects that I didn't like. I hated that she just refused to communicate with everybody about literally anything. And I honestly think that's partly because of, like, how she was raised. Obviously, her parents, like, aren't great people, and that's probably not a great environment to be in. But, like, I don't know. She had to be secretive growing up. And the one time her secret got found out, like, the guy that she slept with got murdered. So I get it to an extent. I get being secretive, like, at the beginning and, like, trying to, like, steal his, like, shit and whatever. But, like, after they got married and, like, she started falling for him and, like, there was definitely, like, a big change in, like, their dynamic. Like, I feel like she probably could have just talked to Nico and honestly it would have been better if she had because there was the whole misunderstanding like Nico thought that she was in love with her dead lover (laughs) and she she didn't deny it ever yeah and so he of course was jealous and she just like let all of these like miscommunications like build up to the point that it was just wholly unnecessary she could have just but been also, like, no, like, my family's crazy and they murdered this guy because we slept together. Nico was like super into it though. Yeah. He's a freak. 
He's like, I'm glad you like that was really hot that you stole from me like that. Like you're gonna fit right in here. He's like, also, you I little thought- minx. <laughs> I thought it was so weird how when Nico was still engaged to her sister, she was like, Yeah, this is the hottest man I've ever seen. Like, I'm definitely gonna push boundaries here. But the second he was like, Yeah, I'm all yours, she was like, Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, which is like interesting to me because she obviously does care about her sister. And maybe the only reason she felt fine with it is that she knew her sister didn't have feelings for Nico. Yeah. But it's still like you're putting yourself in a situation where you could ruin things for yourself and for your sister. So, like, it is interesting that she was so willing to really kind of toe the line there at the beginning. Yeah. But then the second it was, like, actually okay, she was like, I was just kidding. Yeah. I think, honestly, that is probably just she has some kind of thing that she would need to work out with a therapist because as she soon as it was like, on edge. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the relationship was like accessible and like, like healthy. <laughs> yeah. She was like, Oh no, absolutely not. <laughs> then we have Nico who's the main male character in this book. Um, Nico's a dick. <laughs> yeah. He's just not nice. Um, but he does have, like, have a very sweet spot for Elena, Elena, Elena. <laughs> I definitely say Elena. The audiobook says Elena. The audiobook is trash too. So, all right. Nobody listened to the audiobook unless you have to. No, it's really bad. (laughs) Okay. Then just have someone read it out loud. The Italian accents that they give each of the characters is like cringeworthy. Oh, I definitely like, I like Nico, but it's interesting how I will accept these characters and be like, yeah, I love him. He's so flawed, but I love him. But like in real life, if I met Nico, I would not be okay with him as a person. Like, you know I'd like I mean? to say I wouldn't be, but also like I don't always have, barring my husband, I don't always have the greatest taste in men. So yeah, like, I sure. probably I probably could fall for it, but I like to think that I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I I really liked his character. I really don't think he was the problem at all. I mean, in he, particular, like miscommunication. No, yeah, he, did he didn't do anything wrong. He did have, like, obviously, he was willing to cheat on his future spouse, and he did try to like fight against it. I guess to begin with, he was like keeping his distance and like whatever. She was like actively seeking him out too. Yeah, they definitely were both in the wrong at the beginning. I mean, overall, I don't think he was a bad person. He is, like, obviously overprotective and, like, kind of a bastard. But his family sounds like they were terrible as well. So I feel like it's all in, like, just consideration for where they are and, like, the environment that they're in. Like, it could be worse. (laughs) Yeah, like, for literally being born and raised into the mafia, like, he's fine. And, like, you get more insight to Nico's dad in the second book too um his dad really was just like a freaking piece of work so yes it totally makes sense why he's the way that he is yeah so like all things considered Nico is pretty great because like a lot of the men in this particular series like they are abusive and dismissive of the women in their family got some serious mommy issues (laughs) like that whole scene where they're like in the office like at his gambling hall or whatever and he was like oh yeah it's my mom's piece of art 
like she didn't actually like the artist she was too high to like know who it was I was like oh yeah that was rough because <laughs> Elena at first was like oh and then she was like oh like <laughs> oh he's damaged <laughs> yeah <laughs> got my work cut out for me like who okay <laughs> So next we have Christian, who is the absolute haughty, mysterious cop man. I was that... immediately into him. Yes. Immediately. Same. I was like, yes. And so was Elena. She was like, okay, like I can stop trying to steal my sister's man because this man is fine. Like, I can take your man if I want to, but I don't got to because I have this <laughs> one. And Nico immediately was like shutting it down. He was like, hell no. Because we find out that he is also not a good man. (laughs) No, no, he's not. He's just like the rest of the men um, in these books. But he's attractive, so we let it slide. And, of course, has a soft spot for certain people in his life. Which we will read more about in the second book. (laughs) Yes, you guys aren't even ready. He's in the second book. Like, this book walked so the second book could run and the second book ran so the third book could like take flight yeah the third book like (laughs) I love how it has absolutely nothing to do with anything else that happens in the other books but like at the same time there's like one singular line like tying it together yeah they're like they're connected don't worry it's the same series Like, it, I mean, you're not wrong, I guess, but it's also, wild, it's like, though. you are so incorrect. I think that the third book is my favorite of all three, but the second book is up there. It's real close for me. I liked the third book because that really opened the doors to me reading more, like, traumatizing type reads. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, like, if I can and- read that, I can read probably a lot really I just love that for me and my growth and my journey yeah I was like wow that wasn't that bad <laughs> um but <laughs> Christian fun. so basically his ulterior motive was just getting under Nico's skin and like again we can't say too much about him because I don't want to spoil anything for the second book exactly. but he's a babe and a half and I love him Same. I love him Adriana, she is Elena's little sister. Again, like, she sucked. Like, a lot of these characters just kind of suck. She is very selfish, I feel mm-hmm. like. Um, and she doesn't really take her sister's feelings into consideration. Like, Elena obviously would bend over backwards to make sure Adriana was happy. And, like, I think she's choosing to be weird and quirky because she doesn't want to be like associated with her family which I totally get like that's fine but whenever you're hurting people because of that that's not fine I think you make a good point though like she is selfish and not considering other people but like she's immature she's young she's a child yeah so it's like I get that to an extent because I think of how I was at that age and I probably was not the most, like, thoughtful and considerate. Like, she was still a teenager, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think she's 19. Which is, like, a little gross because Nico is, like, 29. Which, I don't know, 10 years isn't that crazy, but... But at that age is where things get 
a little it's bit. It's a like, little like, questionable. Yeah. And especially in the context of like, they're in the mafia, like this is an arranged marriage. Like then like she's really- being forced to be with this older man. <laughs> yeah. Then it's really questionable. But And course, I think it's like- just weirder to me because you see how like childish and naive she is. Like, yeah, she... and Nico is not into it at all. No. Like, I don't He's like, know. you're a fucking weirdo. I'm going to put you up in this little apartment and I'll see you never. <laughs> yeah. And he's very, like, uncomfortable with the fact that he has to marry her. He's, like, not at all attracted to her. And, again, probably because she's a child and acts like one. And he's like, I don't want this. <laughs> I when- want that oh- one. Whenever she was, like, they were talking about, like, her having to, like, sleep with him for the first time. Yeah. He's basically, like, well, you have to. And she's, like, what are you going to do, rape me? And he was, like, yeah. I was, like, oh. Yeah, but then He's, like, I never would, but. I don't know. Part of me is, like, he's just bluffing, but I guess. He was. He even said that, like, in his head. He's, like, I would never rape this girl. But I was, like, yeah, Adriana, like, why would you set him up for that? I mean, it's so horrible that he said it, but, like. I was like, what did you think he was going to say? Like, girl, you know, you know the culture of what you're living in. Like, you know, it's expected of you. (laughs) You know that you're literally considered property. (laughs) And I'm not saying that that's okay. But like, read, read. But putting, yeah, like thinking in the point of view of like a mafia member. Yeah. Like, you knew, you know. You're expected to bear children at some point. Um, I also, like, obviously, like, her love affair with the gardener, um, I think is just young love. And, like, she, I don't think she actually loves him. But then when no. she gets pregnant, she's like, oh, fuck. Like, I was just kind of, like, messing around to find some, like, independence. And now I'm, like, stuck with him. And I think that she definitely, like, is infatuated with him and cares about him. But, yeah, it's very much, like... Like, think back to some of your, like, childhood, like, loves and early adulthood, like, first year of college. Like, your brain is not fully formed. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that her decisions were fully contemplated before she ended up getting pregnant. And then, like, of course, with Elena's history where she slept with a man he was literally killed for it elena is like do not tell them anything about this man and they were like adriana we're not gonna kill him we just want to talk to him and she almost tells them information she like believes them and elena is like girl shut the fuck up they're going to murder him like i know i was like your uncles are freaking skeezy for that they're like baby girl why would we why would we do that you know us we would never kill this man it's like ew i've never (laughs) killed anyone a day in my life like who do you think we are gaslighting the hell out of her yeah which kind of brings us to her parents and parents family units um they suck yeah they're very just absentee parents honestly after the first like half of the book you don't really hear much about them again except for her mom they don't like nico no which but they're kind of forced to do business with him why um, were they forced to do business with him i can't remember well they want like wasn't it to form like an alliance because his yeah i mean the russos are also extremely powerful they're like the most powerful family yeah and so i think that they honestly they just kind of felt like they had no choice 
if you form a like an alliance through marriage, then aren't you kind of like off limits as far as yes. targeted? Mm-hmm. And so I think that was like the whole point of marriage. I just like I thought it was so weird whenever because like like I said, obviously they don't like him, but whenever Adriana gets pregnant and Nico's like that's great actually because I wanted the other one anyway and he was like oh no I'm gonna give him to the Colombian yeah that part I don't get I was like I don't understand part of that I think is because Elena's dad knows like he knows that Elena is the coveted daughter and so he's like she's a more valuable pawn and so I think he thought that he had kind of gotten away with giving Adriana to Nico. He was like, hi, like, you get the bad sibling. Yeah, sweet. Like, you agree to take that one. And that leaves me to have all of this, like, trading power still. I just thought it was because, like, Oscar had basically, like, called. I mean, he did. He called dibs on Elena. And, like, that was yeah. always, like, her father's, like, original plan was to just give her to Oscar. Yeah, that could be, yeah, Oscar Perez. That could have been that he was already kind of making that deal with Oscar in advance. He was also just freaking gross. Yeah. But I really feel like in terms of, like, most mafia fathers that I've read about, her father wasn't the worst one. Yeah, he could have been worse. He could have just, like, outright, like, beat his wife and children. Yeah, and like he, he didn't, didn't lay hands on them, as far he as we know. He didn't sell them to the highest bidder, but that's just business, baby. <laughs> he did, like, just forsake his children as soon as they messed up. But, but I that's mean, also just business, baby. Yeah, it's just, like, I've, I've read about way worse ones. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like they kind of got off pretty easy there. Their mom was wild. I don't know. She just seemed like a freaking wino. Like, yeah. She, I think she's constantly, like, on Xanax and wine and, like... So maybe the, her dad's not a nice person. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's not great, but I her think... Her kids that, also suck. Yeah. And of all the, like, scenarios, again, like, when you think of, like, other books that we've read and how the father of the family, like, treats the rest of his loved ones, <laughs> like, it could be worse. And I think that their mom kind of knows that, like, she has it decent. Yeah. And so that's why she's like, yeah, like, I'll I'll play my part. Like, I'll, I'll do this and not fuck up. Like, I'm just going to be the perfect little mafia wife. She's like, I'll watch my soap operas in the living room. You don't even worry about me. Yeah, you don't got to worry about don't me. Don't got to worry about Whoa, worry about me. Words are so hard today. I am like, struggling. Um, I've had a cold for like three three weeks. (laughs) My nose is so stuffy today. I'm sick of it. The weather's changing here, though. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with me. (laughs) Well, I I did just really, I woke up from my three-hour nap like only 40 minutes ago. Oh. I'm a little bit. (laughs) I'm not quite here yet. (laughs) I'm not here nor there. You know what I mean? We're really doing our best. So then we also have Nona, which (laughs) honestly, like... Nona was funny, but I can also see why their mom is the way that she is. Because if my mother-in-law treated me like that, I would also be slightly unhinged. Yeah, she's, like, constantly undermining her. 
and like trying to make her look like an idiot yeah she's like out here trying to make like good meals and like being a good host and she was like wow we're eating outside it's pretty tacky yeah she <laughs> like sucks. damn she does strike me as one of those moms who's probably in love with their son and which is of course mortifying disgusting i feel so bad for the children in those situations when their parents act that way but have you seen like the tiktoks that like there was this one lady who made a tiktok about making a fake profile online and like talking to her son like she was someone her son's age and like she was like when he thinks he's in love with her uh in quotes but really like you made a fake profile and there are some women who are just unwell yeah that is not appropriate I had a previous relationship that was kind of like that. Yeah. And it's just like, it is terrifying, honestly. Like, it's just so strange. Yeah. If you feel that way about your child, you need to go get help because. Yeah. It's like, what's happened in your childhood that makes you feel this way? Mm -hmm. And let's resolve the issue before you mess up your child for life. How about that? Um, Oh, that's just gross. It's gross. And that's why we have men like this, because they were told that they can do no wrong. Oh, my God. Yeah, we do feel bad for any any men whose mothers acted like that. But at the same time, like, you like if you're fine with it <laughs> and like you're also maybe a little bit in love with your mom, like you then, need to seek some counseling. Yeah, you also need to go get help. It's, yeah, uh, you're going to need some help out of that hole. In my, my boy. <laughs> you're going to have to dig yourself out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Gianna. Gianna's my girl. Yes. And she is introduced in this book pretty briefly. Like she's kind of the the comedic relief. Like when I mean, it's from needed. the first moment we met her, I loved her. Yeah. And at first Elena is like, who is that? Because I think she was worried that like it was gonna potentially be like a lover of Nico's because she's only a year younger than Nico, but she's literally Nico's stepmom. No, she's like, psych bitch, I'm the stepmommy. <laughs> Yeah, it's hilarious. We love Gianna, and she is the focus of the next book. And so we will get to uh, really unpack her character. Obsessed with her. Like, she out of my favorite. any of, like, the main female characters that I have read for the most part, like, she's one of my favorites. She's just so funny. Yeah. She's hilarious. She's real. Like, she's, you know, because so many... Um, she knows her own flaws, too. Yes. She's very self-aware. She is a very self-aware queen. And I think what happens a lot, especially in romance novels, is that the main character will usually sometimes accidentally come off in a way that Elena does, where it's a little bit pick-me energy. It's gross. And Gianna is not that at all. She is amazing. She's like, no, you shouldn't pick me, actually. Like, no, I'm uh, terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually trash. She's like, I'm going through a lot right now, but I'm seeking help for it. So don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) She's so real for that. So yeah, stay tuned. She gets even better in the next book. Yeah, she's great. So Sebastian and Oscar. Oscar got killed fairly early in the book, which is fine because he can suck my dick. He was the worst, like just gross. He is like your typical skeezy mob member. And he's part of the Colombian cartel, I believe. That sounds right. Like a Colombian group. 
and was like really trying to get his foot in the door with the Italian mafia, which that tracks because like for the most part, like I don't think like they intermingle a ton. Like there are definitely different types of mobs and they do try to like strike up partnerships with other people. And so I feel like Oscar is like fairly new money and that got in in terms of like the drug cartels and was trying to partner with the Italian mafia. But we didn't have to worry about him because he... (laughs) drive by died yeah and we we love that for him he honestly he had a pretty like quick and kind ending there yeah that was very fair of nico and Um, uh, i wanted to say i looked it up you're right it is a cartel so the colombian mafia is called the medellin cartel medellin medellin that is the one that pablo escobar ran yes watch narcos it's really good um i just wasn't sure really very good okay i'll add that to my list i just wasn't sure if he was like part of a cartel if he was like an independent person like trying to get his foot in the door i i would assume that he's part of this larger organization his brother sebastian though that man can get it yeah any day of the week he can Mm -hmm. get it i feel like in my head, he was so fine. Oh, yeah. Like, he was so hot. You know he is. You know like, he is. Like, he was fine. Otherwise, let's be real. Why would Nico have been worried about Elena being with him? Yeah, like, that man was god tier. Mm-hmm. And he was funny, too. Like, he definitely was trying to, I think, kind of get his foot in the door as well. Like, pick up where his brother left off. But I think yeah. he was smarter about it. He wasn't sleazy. Yes. So, I think he knows, like, 100% he knows that his brother was trash. Probably secretly wanted him gone as well. Because so, he was like, a second son. Yeah. So, he's like, great. Now it's my time to shine. Like, my brother fucked up. Got too many enemies. And I'm going to kind <laughs> of, like, patch things over. Um, Which And form these partnerships. actually makes like a vague reappearance in the other books too they don't mention him by name in the second one but they do mention doing like deals with the colombian which i assume is sebastian and then they do mention him again in the third one they talk about a colombian who wants to get his foot in the door with the bratba hell yeah so sebastian's like really expanding his network yes he's he's making his linkedin profile He's networking like a boss. And it has been mentioned that he might be who the fourth installment is about. So, And I want that so badly. And I love that for him. I am very interested to find out more about Sebastian. Honestly, he's my favorite. He does have a soft spot for Elena. Like, they're friends. They form this, like, friendship pretty quickly. He helped her out. Yeah. When she's, like, um, off on her secret super spy mission he runs into her she's like don't follow me and he's like elena i'm gonna follow you he's like maybe i already bought us tickets (laughs) yeah he's like if you like get freaking nabbed off the street like nico will have my head so i'ma just here we go here yeah he was like so down though like he was like yeah "Yeah, i actually took today off so yeah he's like i got time you want to be going sure let's do it (laughs) Um, we're going to the ghetto okay yeah he's like okay <laughs> let's uh <laughs> let's do that then sounds let's good let's do this um so i didn't really <laughs> write a ton about benito and tony um uh, but i think they're worth mentioning yeah um 
Benito is honestly the only wholesome character in this entire book. He can do no wrong in my eyes. He's a little playboy, but you know, he's experimenting. Who's to say? I think he's like just kind of a big old himbo. Yeah, and he's totally like there for his family. Yeah. Um, anytime Elena like needs him, he's like, Can you come pick me up? He's like, I mean, I really shouldn't, but sure. Yeah, he's like, Your dad's gonna yell at me, but like I guess he's just a real one, honestly. Like he's a no questions asked type of guy. He's a ride or die. Benito, Benny, you know what? You are just a babe. Benny deserves his own book too. I know, yeah, you're right, because he does nothing but the most plot twist benito and sebastian become lovers oh you know what i would love to see that actually because you know what you don't see ever in mafia novels homosexual couples (laughs) yeah gay mafia members because i think that's very like frowned upon oh i'm sure I mean, considering how outdated their views are on literally It's very antiquated. Else, <laughs> yeah. I have to assume that they um, are not accepting. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Hey, if you're in the mafia and you want to, like, correct us on that, go ahead and email us at the Sisters I have Gordon. so many questions. <laughs> yeah, if you're in the mafia and you want to, like, email us from an internet cafe, please do. The Sisters Warden at gmail.com. We just want to talk um, and then the last character that just I would like to mention is Tony, the older brother. So again, he's like just kind of there. Yeah. I think he is like the black sheep of the family, more so than Adriana. Like he is supposed to take over in his father's footsteps, and his father is like, I'd rather have Benito at this point, I think. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, Jesus, because Tony's just kind of a moron. He's a fuck up. Like he's always kind of like running his mouth too. Like, I think that his um like growing up with his dad being in such a powerful position he has a little like sense of entitlement that just Mm -hmm. kind of causes him to to like stick his foot in his mouth and like nobody loves tony nobody like his own girlfriend doesn't even like him (laughs) yeah she's like "Eh." like you a paycheck (laughs) i bet he'll get a book maybe she'll redeem him i don't know Maybe. maybe not I don't really want to tell I don't think he really deserves it. Give me Benito before you give me Tony. Please and thank you. So some things that we liked about this book. There were a lot of very lovable scenes. Uh, Most of them do take place in the first half of the book. My probably all-time favorite one is whenever Nico or Elena's dad has Nico go pick up Elena from dance. Mm-hmm. And, like, she is, like, pushing her boundaries. Like, she, like Nico is, like, daring her to do stuff. And, like, he is, th- like, thinking, like, she's just, like, bluffing about a lot of stuff. And he is, like, basically, like, I bet you won't kiss me. And she's, like, okay. And then, like, barely just the briefest of pecks mm-hmm. on, on his lips. And, like, it is earth-shattering. He just put the hard drive and <laughs> in, in silence He's his like, internal monologue it. is so <laughs> freaking funny because elena was like oh okay i just did that like that's fine like we'll just keep going and nico's like freaking out like to the point where he's like i have to go get some gas because i have a boner and then freaking has the opportunity to just straight up beat the shit out of a gas station uh clerk and he sets it on fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, so the gas station clerk, like, did deserve to be, like, have his 
bones rattled because he fucking like slapped Elena's ass and like it was being really gross. It was it was disgusting. But setting the gas station on fire, you know, might have been a little overkill. But and I then being it. like, I own the insurance company that you go through. Like, you don't have insurance anymore. I was like, damn. <laughs> I love that so much. He like, was like, you think twice before you sexually harass and or <laughs> not my sister-in-law. <laughs> yeah. Totally platonic, <laughs> by the way. This has and, nothing to uh, do with my feelings. I have a couple favorites when so they're like at this restaurant with the family and Elena comes out of the bathroom like Nico's in the hallway and she's like walking away. He like grabs her by the ponytail and like pulls her back. I was like, uh. every time he does that, like when she's sitting on the couch watching the news and like he can he's just like slowly like wrapping her hair around his fist. So yeah. I was like, sir, we don't even know you. Um, We love it. We love it. And then also in the kitchen, Nico confronts Elena because um, Christian, like her dad brought Christian over and Elena was like turning the flirt on because she's like, this dude is fine. And so Nico confronts her and he's like, do you want to fuck Christian? She's like, what if I do? And he's like, oof, it's um, it's like, rather intense. <laughs> getting a little hot in here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. Uh, so good. And they're not even together. It's just like the tension. Yeah. Like I love a good like sexual tension between Same. characters. It's like that's almost better than like, them sleeping together. Yeah. It's like, God, why'd you have to go and ruin it by sleeping together? Like I'm just leave eating it. it up. Yeah. Leave it where it is. Um, My entire like favorite chapter is the party at Nico's penthouse, like from start to finish, it is just such a hot mess. Yeah. <laughs> so they get there. Gianna opens the door. She is freaking high as a kite. Like <laughs> doesn't know where she is. Like high as a kite. And so they all get in. Like Elena and Nico are doing their little thing. Christian knocks on the door, and Gianna opens it and immediately just slams it in his face. She's and like, so he opens Satan. it again. And then she goes to slam it a second time and like they have a weird moment. You're like, oh, that's interesting. Okay. And so then like there's like this steamy hallway action. Like Nico corners her like in a hallway outside the bathroom. And like anybody can see them. You're like, oh my God. Like what's gonna happen? He's gonna blackmail me. Like And I was like, do it. Absolutely. And so then Elena, she's like, I'm gonna get back at him for that. She takes christian out on the back patio they're sitting out by the pool and she was like i'm gonna get to know this man more because i'm probably gonna end up marrying him nico gets so jealous and so he walks out and like i don't remember what he asks her but he pushes her in the pool and christian just stands there and watches her because he knows what he's doing he's like oh i didn't do anything (laughs) and so we're just making a huge scene (laughs) yes that's my favorite chapter you're so right it's so good it's so funny and Gianna's just like girl like, you fell in the pool, you silly goose. Yeah, they're like, oh, Elena, so clumsy. She's like, fuck everybody. But Gianna knew. Gianna knew what he did. Literally, I think so many people knew because there were giant windows that yeah. everyone could see what happened. But they're like, I'm going to mind my business. Uh, mind my business. 
And then another one of my favorite things is just their dynamic. It's so fucking toxic. I love it. <laughs> they hate and each other. This is like, I believe it happens after like she gets home from stealing the money. And he's like, I don't care about the money. Like, I care about you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're so goddamn hot. It pisses me off. And like, if that doesn't sum up their dynamic in one sentence, I don't know what does because they're just so angry at their attraction to each other. I know I did say I hate the second half of the book. However, however, whenever he like locks her in the penthouse, like makes her really reflect on her actions and they come in like the hate sex that they had. Yeah. Was top tier. That was top tier. You're so goddamn hot. That was some good shit. I mean, I also really enjoyed like the first time they got together too was also just so fucking toxic. It's partially because he knew, like, he was not the first person to be with her. And I think that really pissed him off because she was wearing that ring and everything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, take it off. And she was like, maybe. Yeah, she was like, make me. But it's very toxic. Um, oh, okay. So Elena, like, sets in place this rule when she they first moves in. Because, like, immediately upon arriving <laughs> to her new home... Nico is like, yeah, I'm gonna show you why it's so good to live here and like goes down on her like just no questions asked like middle of the kitchen. And she's like, okay, afterwards, like we need to set some ground rules. And he is like, are you kidding me? She's (laughs) like, yeah, like no kissing. Like, you can do whatever you want to me, but, like, you cannot kiss me on the mouth. And so all this time, like, they are having some problems because it's a terrible dynamic they have between the two of them. And so eventually they, like, resolve it. And they're, like, banging on a couch after coming in from a garage. I don't remember what the scene was. But he, like, hurts her, I think, on accident. Oh, like, he was being really rough with her, and, like, she was still really sore because she's only had sex once in her whole life. And he was being really rough, and she was like, you hurt me. And so he, like, kisses her, and I was like, she said you couldn't do that. And, like, when he realizes it, Elena's like, no, it's fine. And he was like, oh, it's fine now? She knew. Like, she knew she had feelings for him beyond, like, whatever physical attraction that they had. But, like, she was in complete denial about it and yeah. kind of just wanted to, like, That have was, like, the last the barricade. Yeah. Which I totally get. Because, again, I cannot imagine being, like, literally sold off to a man. Like, I would also want to have uh, the, at least the illusion of control. So, I totally get I mean, the fact that he, like, agreed to them, too, though, like, showed that he somewhat cared for her. Yeah, and he does, and it's evident. And, like, even though his actions have been incorrect for the entire book, um, it's clear that they came from a place of, like, him having feelings for her. But, yeah, just the whole thing where he's like, you're going to let me have every part of you now? And I was like, yeah, girl, like, are we? I was like, Jesus, I'm sweating. And then, like, shows up, like, two days later in, like, a tux. And he's like, hey, by the way, Yeah, he's like, are you busy? Because I was thinking, like, it's nice out today. We could just get married. It cracked me up. And she was like, no. And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 we're getting married right now. We are getting married because... I want to, like, literally own you. And she's like, <laughs> fine. She's like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what other choice do I have? Sure thing. 
I really felt like Elena's whole story about like running away in the middle of the night and like showing up at like a random carnival and then like taking home a security guy, which is very unsafe. Yeah. And then like just fucking banging him and then dipping out the next day. Like that is so wild to me. And the fact that they made that the whole plot of this story and like that is her big secret was so stupid. Yeah. It's like that was completely reckless. It would have made more sense if it was someone, like, that she had developed feelings for over time. It's so, like, out of character (laughs) for her to just, like... I think she felt bad because she knew in that moment that, first of all, she's extremely privileged. Yeah. Because he basically was living in an apartment, like, a two-bedroom apartment with his mom and, like, siblings. Mm -hmm. And was, like, their sole provider. And she's like, oh, shit, okay. And then... Like, the second thing, she also realized, like, oh, I was not meant for the streets. Like, I do belong exactly where I was at before this. She, like, kind of knew she messed up, but she was like, might as well get, Got to see it get some head. Life. Get that bread, get that head, <laughs> then leave. Then leave. And she did, and then he died. She definitely was being very selfish in that moment because she knew how unsafe of a position she was putting that man into. Like, uh, literally against his will. Like, if she had been like, hey, man. um, My dad is, like. A mafia don, and, like, they might murder you if you sleep with me. He probably would have been like, I'm going to pass. Like, I did run away, and they are actively looking for me. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, when they find you, they will kill you. Yeah, like, how selfish. He would have been like, get the fuck out of my apartment. So selfish. She just put that man in, like, I don't know. And, like. I, I really do think at the time, like, she knew her family, like, what they did, but I don't think she understood, like, how severe it could be. But also, it's like, how could you not know? Maybe she just assumed that they wouldn't find out. I but also, Adriana know. didn't think they would kill her yeah. lover either. So, like, maybe they really just were naive. Yeah, I guess so. And, I mean, I was naive when I was young, so. Yeah. I guess I get it. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. The whole thing just seemed like a very weak plot line. And, like, she literally traded one overbearing man for another. Which, I mean, again, that's is the just life kind of, of the, the mafia. Yeah, like, that's just their lifestyle. Like, you get passed from your father to a husband. I mean, there wasn't that. a ton I didn't like. I liked this book a lot. I did, too. Just, I, I mean, I think our biggest, like, issue is just the miscommunication trope is not it and it's just boring the last half yeah and it leads to such a a boring like problem and resolution because if your problem itself could have been resolved by just like sitting down and being like hey and having a 10 minute conversation then I don't think it's worth my time to like read about this freaking story anymore and, like, that's the thing, like, with this resolution, like, there wasn't a resolution, like, she gave the family the money, but then, like, ne- instead of Nico being like, hey, girly, like, we can't do that, and, like, next time, just tell me, he was like, babe, that was so hot. Yeah. Like, do it again. Yeah, lie to me again, steal from me again. I kind of liked chasing you. And, like, speaking of the um, miscommunication trope, some other tropes, but... but- these are more lovable tropes in my Yeah, opinion. these are good tropes. <laughs> the arranged marriage or marriage of convenience. I eat that shit up. 10 out of 10. Love it. Um, forced proximity. Love that Hell shit. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Enemies to lovers? Ah, you can't go yes. wrong. Absolutely. Age gap. Mm. Mm. <laughs> if it's if it's done tastefully and they're both a, my rule my general rule of thumb is that as long as the younger person is at least the age of like 24 to 25 mm-hmm. I, I don't agree. mind it as much but, but like whenever, that's not the case no but whenever you have like a 19 20 year old like getting it with like a 35 year old man I'm like I don't like mm, that that just doesn't sit right yeah I don't like that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie I also like I get whenever people are like it's so hypocritical though because like in fantasy novels the dude's like fucking no 500. I don't like it then either yeah it's like but at least at least I can suspend my disbelief because like that doesn't make sense yeah, but it's like thirty-year-old man. Like anyone they're with is going to be younger than them because they're five hundred years old. Like, yeah, so like time I doesn't mean anything. Way. But yeah, they look twenty. Not my fave. Yeah, they look twenty. They that were they were preserved at twenty. <laughs> <laughs> it's not better, but it is. <laughs> Touch her and you die. Ten out of ten. Yeah, it's like we love only in books, though. We only love an overbearing alpha male. Yes, I do not want to see that behavior in real life, though, fellas. Like, no. that's gross. That's that gross. gross. In a book, though, hot. It's really good. <laughs> um, there are a few like symbols throughout the book as well. Um, so Nico, his nickname is Ace, and like his like thing is the Ace of Spades. Um, which of course, like the Ace of Spades is the trump card of all the cards. Like it kind of symbolizes Nico being like the top dog. He's just in charge. And um, Elena's ring that she got from her lover that ended up being killed. So that um, of course symbolizes her guilt and like she wears it around as a reminder of like her mistake uh, whenever she does finally gift it to her lover's mom at the end along with that money it's symbolic of her being able to move on um, but Nico assumes that it's a symbol of romantic love um, and he like cannot stand the thought of that it makes him extremely jealous and when they are sleeping together at one point he's like take it off because like he cannot handle it Another fun one in this book is the color pink. Mm-hmm. So Elena, at the beginning of the story, like she, again, she's the mafia princess. She's like the perfect mafia daughter, except, I mean, she did have that one fuck up, but they're like, well, we'll correct that for you. And then murdered the man that she slept <laughs> with. Um, So she's always dressed in pink and like looking perfect that pink is representing her like femininity and like traditional gender roles that are kind of like imposed upon her in this lifestyle that she's in. But at the end of the book, um, whenever they do actually have their little wedding ceremony, Elena chooses pink ties for Nico and the groomsmen. So she tells him like when she gets up to Nico, she's like, you look great in pink. And he's like, where's your pink? And she's like, wouldn't you like to know? Like, it's a really flirty little thing. But to me, like that represents the fact that she's like 
taking control of her own life in this situation now. And she's like, she's making decisions now. And Nico like kind of sees her as someone who is more of his equal. And of course he still does. Don't get me wrong. No, he's He's still still controlling. He's still (laughs) controlling and overbearing. I'm not saying that he's not, but it's a different situation than she was in with her father. Like he does respect her opinions. He does respect her feelings. And so it's the pink to her is it's different now. Like she dressed him in pink, like, and then also just like the flirty little implication that like her lingerie most likely is pink. It's just like it's she's nice. in a better place now. Like it's that, it's cute. I like the it. ending of the book is honestly really cute. It really is. Yeah. And like I did think it was weird that he's like, I got you a carousel. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It was cute. Rich people behavior. Yeah, the ending was nice. I'll excuse it. So some topic questions that we have for this week. Um, the first one is hypothetically, of course, do (laughs) you think you could handle being forced into a marriage with someone high up in the mafia? So the way that I am right now, no, I don't think so. But I also think it would be different if I was literally like born and raised in that culture. So I actually, (laughs) I feel like I would like it because (laughs) there's so much structure. Everybody just just makes the decisions for you. It's Yeah, I like crave that in life. It's like, this is what you're supposed to do. And like, here's what your day to day looks like. And it's like, yeah, that's the shit. Absolutely. point. Um, it's like no, that would drive me up a wall no like the there's way that set I am expectations right I love that I do think my personality like potentially could be different if I was born into a mafia family I don't know now I do feel like my thoughts and opinions would change if I was like forced to marry someone terrible or like hideous but yes. like if That's it were thing, Nico for sure like, for sure but books, yeah like they're the guy that they end up marrying is always like this hottie who's like high up on the in the power. <laughs> Most of the time, man. it's like some fifty-year-old man whose wife mysteriously died. Yeah, like I'm not about that. Most of the time, you end up being like Gianna, like married to some old crusty ass motherfucker with a so hot. So I gun. do feel like that is like situational. And I don't know because I think of like like stories like Beauty and the Beast, and like I understand like the. The romantic, like, nature of, like, falling for someone who, like, I mean, enemies to lovers, forced proximity. Like, I get that. And, like, I get the appeal of that. But in real life, I just don't think it would translate the way that it does in the controlled environment of a story. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, if I if we're talking like you you know that you would be transported into like a particular story and the person would be like this, like maybe. Yeah, if they were hot, I would consider it. If they were hot, even if they're an asshole, it's fine. Like <laughs> I'm rich. Just kidding. I get to do whatever I want to. <laughs> yeah, now that part would be nice. Like the money. And like the thing is, like as long as they don't beat me, you know. Like, well. good luck with that um but the great news is that like even if they ever were like like criminally 
had charges against them. Like the women aren't involved in the crime. Like they're not tied to the crimes. Typically. Yeah. So I was like, actually just thinking about that. You kind of just you like, you know, about the crime, but you don't have to testify against your spouse. So you just kind of get off scot-free. So you get all the benefits of um, the money. But they have great life insurance policies. Yeah, I'm sure. Does the mafia offer, like, health insurance or not? I'm going to guess no. But they probably have their own doctors that they, like, just pay with their Yeah, that's fair. So you probably don't need it. So the next, like, (laughs) food for thought. So, you know that TikTok sound that's like, right here is where every morsel of feminism evaporated from my body. Yes. Okay. So, that's how I feel when I read mafia romance. (laughs) (laughs) So, my question is, how do you think you would feel about someone exactly like Nico if you met them in real life? Like, would you be charmed by him? Yes. (laughs) because again i've stated i don't make great life decisions so (laughs) i'd be like yeah that's my man i don't know that's the one i i think that i definitely would be like i would like put up a little bit of a fight but i think he would like that and i think he would be persistent yeah and (laughs) And so i don't think i'd be able to get rid of him I think you'd be like, damn, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I have like a very, like, specific personality type and sexual, like, preference, I guess, but. <laughs> sexual deviance. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you have, like, are you a deviant by nature or, like. <laughs> I am laughing because I am <laughs> agreeing with you. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because I'm discovering some unfortunate things about me. Yeah, it's like, that's the thing. Is that like, I'd like to say no, but in reality, yes. Yeah, let's pretend that our answer is no. Um, but it is yes. Yeah, but just for the record, it's yes. I think I think I would be into it. <laughs> um, okay, the next question that I have for you. Is the mafia technically mm. a cult? And let me read oh. for you one of the Merriam-Webster definitions of a cult. So the definition is great devotion to a person, idea, object, movement, or work, such as a film or book. So what do you think? By definition, I would say yes. That's kind of what I was thinking. I mean, once you're in, you're in for life. Like, you don't get to leave. Mm -hmm. And it's, Uh, like, punishable by death. Like, if you, like, try to escape this, like, group of people, like... They will hunt you down. Right. And I think with like a cult too, it's like above the law. Like they don't, like they don't have normal laws and regulations. Like they go by their own like rules and books. Like, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, technically, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And I've like never considered it like anything to be a cult. But like, yeah, like, but you think of like, gangs like street gangs i think that's a cult as well yeah you know? i think it's just like a nicer like calling it the mafia is just a nice way of calling it an organized yeah. like super well organized cult right because also i think typically like cults are associated with like religious themes which makes sense because like so many of them are um but it's so I think not that's really, like, like the only thing that kind of like sets it apart is like 
it's not religion based yeah but it's like based on i would say like an idea or a movement yeah well i think that's like initially what it so we'll talk about it in the mini-sode a little bit but basically like the mafia initially started off as like a group of people who were very wary of like law enforcement and like organized law and Mm -hmm. because of like how they treated people um and then eventually like just fair (laughs) Yeah, eventually it formed into, like, what it is today. And so, like, initially, no, I don't think it was a cult. But because they, like, basically put, like, one person above everyone else and, like, they look to that one person for, like, leadership and guidance, then, yeah, I would say it's probably a cult. Yeah, things just kind of really took off at some point. Like, everybody, (laughs) like, the dawn is, like, the law. Yeah. Like, what they say goes. Right. So, yes. Yeah. Yes, it's a cold. Okay. So, whoever in the mafia is going to sneak off to an internet cafe and email us all your secrets. Do it so carefully. Do it so, (laughs) so carefully. Because you're in a cult, babe. And I don't want anything. (laughs) Call your dad. Um, So, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. I put up my My Favorite Murder ornament on my Christmas tree today. Yes! I have a matching one, actually. I got one for myself as well. That's really cute. Stay saved and do God's mission. Yes. Um, So, the final question is, well, actually, this kind of is answered by the cult question. Do you think it'd be possible to start our own version of the mafia or mob in this day and age? Or do you think it's only still running because it is such an established organization? I think, well, I mean, it it depends on the type of person who is, like, kicking it off. Because, yeah, like, you put the right person <laughs> in charge and a cult forms so fucking easily. Like, you just need the right personality type up there. Someone charming and convincing, persuasive. Yeah. Manipulative. Like, think of the Ravenhood, for example. Yeah. Like, that was started by a literal 12-year-old boy with a dream yeah. mm-hmm. and became, like, like this whole worldwide organization that takes down, like, governments. Mm-hmm. It's, like, obviously that is fiction, but same with I um, think it's possible. Yeah, like Z. In yeah, if you just try hard enough. Cat and mouse do it. Why are we reading so many books about secret societies? I love it. Because they're... I love secret societies. Uh, Same. And what bred my love of secret societies was a series of unfortunate events by Lemony. See, mine was this mysterious Benedict Society. Oh, I never read those. But I bet it's good. I am so glad that Neil Patrick Harris, like, redid the um, TV show. You know, like, because the movie that we got of a series of unfortunate events back when we were kids was just not it. Yeah. Uh, it had some like good parts to it. Who overall no. played Count Olaf in that? Uh, Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, and he did a good job. But... It was just very poorly done, like the movie itself. Yeah, like it was just missing too many elements, and like the actors themselves did a good job portraying the characters, but it just it didn't translate. Did the TV show actually do all the books? Yes. Ah, oh, I have to watch it. Now. I haven't watched it. Yes, binge it. You're going to love it. It has the exact vibes that the movie was missing. Like, it has the, um, oh. like, 
it makes you feel like you're in on a secret the whole time. Um, it does take a couple creative liberties, but I'm okay with it. Like it just added to the show. I think the one thing I did love a ton about the movie was that Jude Law was Lemony Snicket. Yes. And I was like, yeah, that really makes sense in my head. But in the TV show version, it's um, why can I not think of this man's name? Give me one second. Patrick Warburton. <gasps> oh, yeah. It's Kronk. Yeah, it's Kronk. That's what I typed into Google. I said Kronk voice. <laughs> <laughs> but he does an amazing job. As I love that. They snick it. And um, yeah, it's. 10 out of 10. I'll have to watch I might rewatch that while I'm couch ridden with my broken ankle. Yeah, I'm going to start that this week. That wraps up the first installment of the Maid series. And join us next week for a mini-sode where I'm going to be schooling Caitlin on the Italian mafia. I can't wait. I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to take notes. That way I can make my own cult. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to get started on the next book, we'll be reading the second uh, book in the Maid series. It is called The Maddest Obsession. We have to really pay attention to what these books are called because we have mixed and matched the names so many times. Yeah, but you got that one right. Um, and it does feature Christian and Gianna. So you're in for a wild ride. They're amazing. It's so good. It's a, It's really good. It's even better than the first one. So go ahead and get started on that book. And as always, let's get lit. <laughs>